said life is easy, but I believe by giving yourself permission, you will find you have more control over your life than you realize. I'm Julie. I hope you will join me by taking responsibility for yourself by only controlling the things you can and letting go of the things that you can't. By doing this, you will have discovered the secret to having happy, healthy, and more fulfilling relationships. This is Nearest and Dearest Podcast. I'm Julie Rogers, and you are listening to Season 2, Episode 10, Discovering My Italian Roots, Part 3. I woke up realizing that this was going to be the day we were going to start the inquiry and finding some of my Italian roots. I was excited knowing that Augustino was going to lead the way to Fagnano Castello Municipality. He was going to meet us back at the top of the mountain. Before we set out on this little journey, we got to visit Guardia Piemonte's Cultural Center. This was a chance to learn about some of the history belonging to Guardia. It was evident how much pride the town has about their heritage. It was founded in the late 13th century by Waldensian people, coming from the Piedmont Valleys to escape poverty and religious persecutions. We were greeted by some local ladies who are part of preserving the ancient techniques of cutting and sewing the traditional dress gown. It was refreshing to see the commitment that these lovely ladies have taken upon themselves in order to preserve and keep the legacy of their ancestors for future generations to learn from and share their dedication to others. The gowns were beautiful to see. Some were hanging on mannequins, depicting the changes over many generations, from simple designs to more elaborate, along with more colors and various natural fibers like linen and silk. The group even has a more modern dress that they created that represents the women of Guardia today. Inside the sewing workshop, I could see the beginnings of a couple of creations that the ladies were working on. The natural fibers were stretched out tight across the wooden slates. Maybe a scarf or a shawl would be the striking finished garment. Before we left, I signed the guest book, left a donation, and felt honored to have learned about the plight of these resilient and humble people. Our resilience would be put to the test next. As I hinted at the end of my last episode, the dreary weather we had been dealing with was getting worse by the minute. The fog was rolling in even thicker along with pounding rain. Augustino had arrived. It was time to go. Woody followed his car even further up the mountain about a 20-minute car ride to reach Bagnano Castello Municipality. The weather seemed to taunt us, but we all were determined to push forward with the hope to find some of my own Italian descendants. 
I had the names and dates of birth of my great-grandparents from my biological father's side. Both sets were born in the Calabria region. From what I know through the family, they were all born in Fagnano Castello, Melvito, or Catanzaro, which is the capital of the Calabria region. Even though it was only a 20-minute ride between the heavy fog, downpouring rain, and the winding narrow roads, it was a relief to see that we were driving into Fagnano, where some of my ancestors immigrated from. Linda was helping me with the translation. Augustino asked to speak to someone in the municipality office who could possibly help me. A young lady did take my copy I brought along and made herself one to keep. I was told that she would start the research of looking through old records from the timeline both sets of great-grandparents were born, which was from 1875 to 1885. It was going to be a long process. As far as the family knows, no one has ever had contact with any family member who might still reside in the Calabria region. I know it's a long shot, but I feel how cool would it be to find some long-lost family that could bring some understanding and connection to not just me, but maybe other family members as well. People migrated to the United States for so many reasons. Freedom of religion, freedom to work hard and build a business, freedom to own property, basically have the freedom to live a life you choose, not one that might be limited to because of laws, lack of personal rights, or not having opportunities available at all. Having all of this going on while we were in Guardia with our friends and their familia was just another example of the genuine connection we all were making. I appreciate everyone's help, and so I am looking forward to hearing back from Augustino if anything comes up from the research or possible associations he has with other people he knows. I was calling him the mayor of Guardia, because everyone seems to know him. Unfortunately, due to the rainy weather, we didn't get a chance to explore the area. However, Augustino wanted to take all of us to a countryside bakery. It was another little car ride that took us to San Marco Argentino called Dolce Napoleona. There would have been no way to find this gem without Augustino leading the way because it was in the middle of nowhere, and I'm pretty sure no GPS would have even worked for us. And also, I have to say that I have been in some Italian bakeries in the States, but let me tell you, 
walking into this authentic Italian bakery reminded me about that one time I was walking into the Hershey Park store when my kids were young and having to make up my mind about what sweets I wanted to buy. It was so bright inside with huge windows and ceilings and the longest refrigerated bakery cases that curved around. I had never seen before so many different pastries and cakes, cannolis and cookies, sweet confections, so much so that I couldn't decide on just one. I confess, I picked a couple or three to devour. There were bistro tables to sit at and cappuccinos to go along with our tasty treats. It was the perfect stop on this rainy day. I wanted to thank Agostino for his generous time and help, so I asked the server to put together a box of mixed Italian pastries for Agostino to choose from and bring home to his family to enjoy. There was a small farm next door with a vegetable garden and a picturesque view filled with trees and hillsides and cobblestone rooftops. Driving through the winding country roads and catching glimpses of the landscapes was another treat I enjoyed, even though the sun didn't poke its head out. We got back to Cadison and relaxed until it was time to meet up with Rosella and her husband, Michaela. They are the first cousins to Joe and Linda on their mother's side. Last time we saw Rosella was when we were in Rome. They live on top of a mountain in Chatero, a town in the Calabria region, not far from where we were staying in Guardia. A family gathering, which included meeting more familia in their breathtaking home overlooking the Tyrrhenian Sea. To start with, we were following Linda and Bob because it was going to be a little tricky driving the cars up the winding and at times very narrow roads. By this time, Woody definitely was more experienced with the navigating of the mountains, which I appreciated. We arrived to another absolutely gorgeous view of not just the sea, but also all the homes that were nestled into the hillsides, showcasing various architecture and colors. The rainy weather had cleared, and we all enjoyed a beautiful sunset that was just starting when we arrived. Rosella and Michaela are architects, and their home showed how talented they both are. I could totally understand why they built their dream home on top of this magnificent mountain. To wake up every day and watch the sunset every night from this viewpoint would put a huge smile on my face, too. 
Rosella, and other family members presented us with a delicious spread of food from fresh, right out of the garden, just picked bean pods, the biggest ones I've ever seen, to the best lasagna I personally have ever eaten, to tiramisu, and more food in between, cheeses, salamis, fresh bread, wine, and other dishes. Too many to list. Getting introduced to more of Joe and Linda's familia was an added bonus. I got to meet warm, genuine people who made all of us feel not only welcomed, but special. Some of the family can speak a little English. Another cousin, Luigi, and his wife, Francesca, brought their two children. Their son is autistic. Luigi recently wrote and had published a book about his real-life experiences with raising a child who is autistic. He was sharing with the group that he will be translating the book from Italian to English. Recently, I heard from Linda that he did pick the title for the English version. It's called Live Like Me and You'll Be Happy. I think it's wonderful that he wrote a book about his son and their journey together. I'm looking forward to reading it when it becomes available. I want to share with you a part he wrote. Quote, that's the purpose of this book, to encourage those who, like me, have the future of these special children at heart, so that a flower bed of solidarity may blossom around them, helping them to face the hardest challenges of life. End quote. The evening was winding down, as well as the realization that we were going to be driving down this winding mountain. We said our goodbyes with Italian kisses and hugs, thanking Rosella and Michaela for their above and beyond hospitality. It was another memorable day and evening. Our last day in Guardia was spent taking a ride to Pola. This town is a little south of Guardia, still close to the Turanian Sea. Anthony needed to catch the train to Rome and fly back to Philadelphia. After saying goodbye and grabbing lunch, we decided to tour the Sanctuary of St. Francis Apola. It was a short drive up, set above the town. This Catholic church has a flowing stream right next to it that as we approached closer, you could actually hear it roar before seeing it. It has a small waterfall flowing at the top under an archway that was attached to the sanctuary. The sanctuary is a tribute to the town's celebrated 15th century saint. He lived from 1416 to 1507. 
He was the founder of the Roman Catholic Order of Minims. An interesting fact, Francis might possibly be one of the earliest vegans ever. One of the vows of the order he founded was no meat, fish, eggs, butter, cheese, or milk. He was known for humility and non-violence. The word minim means living as the smallest or least and embracing humility, simplicity, and plainness. The call to non-violence and absence of cruelty was expressed through not doing harm to any creature. Those are very hard vows for most people, including myself, but I can appreciate the sentiments behind them. Walking through the sanctuary, we experienced the older structures and artifacts and also the newer part of the church, which was modern and more elaborate. As we all were deciding what to do next, we all were caught in a quick torrential rain shower. You know the ones that even with an umbrella, you were going to be drenched from head to soggy feet in a matter of seconds. That was how we ended our outing. We quickly beelined it to the parked cars and headed back to the Cadison. Linda and Bob headed back to Fran and Francesco's home because that's where they were staying to dry out and change their clothes. We would meet up with them for the last time for pizza and wine with Augustino and his lovely wife, Lucia, at the Cadison. It was time to pack up and say goodbye to our new friends. I can honestly tell you that our five days in Guardia was so very special to me and Woody. We hope to come back again someday. Even the rainy, foggy weather didn't distract us from the pure beauty, tranquility, peacefulness, and love that we all felt. Coming up on the next episode, Discovering My Italian Roots, Part 4, the six of us have traveled through Italy by plane, train, automobile, and ferry. Sorrento is our next stop. We stayed in a charming Airbnb that is perched high upon cliffs in the southwestern part of Italy, facing the Bay of Naples. We were only there for two days and nights, but we squeezed in just enough to experience not only the local flavor, but discovered the island of Capri, where the famous Sophia Loren is from and still resides there today. The views and opinions expressed by Nearest and Dearest podcast are those of the authors and do not necessarily reflect the official policy 
or position of nearest and dearest podcast. Any content provided by Julie Rogers or any other authors are of their opinion. They are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. Thank you.